Hey everyone, welcome back to Not Just Gym Girls. I'm Marissa. And I am Vanessa. And today we're going to be chatting about how to approach the holiday season. So of course that we are in the midst of the holiday season here. This is a topic that we've been having a lot with our clients, potential clients, things along those lines. So really excited to bring you this episode today and kind of talk about how we would recommend navigating the holiday season. Yeah, I think this goes for any holiday that you celebrate. So whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever holiday that you decide to celebrate around this time of year, we think it's super important to kind of shed some light on how to go about the holidays and how we approach the holidays as well as how we recommend that our clients and athletes approach the holidays. Yeah, for sure. So first and foremost, I think we should start with like the biggest one. And the fact is that we really, really believe in doing an intuitive approach for the holiday season, right? So basically, for those of you who do not know, um, you can always reference back to our episode that we did fully about intuitively eating. But intuitively eating is just what it sounds like, right? Not tracking anything, not tracking calories, not tracking macros, um, just being very intuitive, listening to your hunger cues, that sort of thing. And this is what we like best for the holiday season. Yeah, for sure. I think we both had a lot of experience over the last few years with intuitive eating and really how much we've come to grow to love it and enjoy it. And especially during the holiday season, I know both of us are intuitively eating right now. And I think it's important to recognize that it doesn't need to be a holiday for you to intuitively eat, but definitely on the holidays, you should be intuitively eating. And this is why we're such a huge advocate for flexible dieting and tracking macros and learning about nutrition because it becomes so much less anxiety inducing and honestly so much less scary to enjoy the holidays when you have the knowledge of nutrition and you can effectively intuitively eat and you trust yourself to intuitively eat because that's such a huge thing where I know a lot of my own clients and athletes are like, I'm really nervous to, you know, have a day off track or to, you know, not hit my macros for a single day or so. And I've definitely been there. And I think when you have the knowledge of nutrition and when you are able to educate yourself on nutrition further, intuitive eating, especially during the holidays, becomes so honestly so much more exciting and so much more something to look forward to rather than something to dread. I completely agree, especially with what you said here as far as like intuitively eating. It's not like you just wake up one day and decide like, okay, I'm just going to intuitively eat. I mean, some people do, but for the most part, it takes work, right? It takes work and getting to that point where it's like, okay, wow, I'm actually more excited to take intuitive day than I am nervous or scared or anything along those lines. But kind of like we mentioned, a big reason as to why we like that is because truly within these moments, right, you have to think about it. If you even take all of the holidays out of the year that you do celebrate, it probably amounts to what? Maybe a week or two weeks, truthfully, out of the entire year. Um, and the, that's why we really, really want to focus on making memories during those times and just being fully present, right? Like the worst feeling, and I know this because I've had coaches in the past tell me to track or to do these unrealistic things on holidays, rather than being able to be fully present and enjoy myself with my family and my loved ones and my friends instead of just like trying to compute and the macros in my head, right? I know that if you guys have tracked macros or if you've been experienced with this, listening to this, you're probably like, yep, been there, done that before. And that's just not the end goal, right? The whole idea of tracking macros and flexible dieting is to be able to make this a sustainable lifestyle. And that's why we really, really love an intuitive approach for the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. I think intuitive eating for both of us is definitely the way to go for holidays because we are such advocates for flexible dieting. And honestly, in my opinion, intuitive eating and flexible dieting go hand in hand really, really well, just because there is so much room for moderation in a flexible dieting approach, but also intuitive eating, I would say, takes it to a whole nother level. I definitely think intuitive eating does allow for even more moderation. I'm not sure if you agree with that, but even more moderation and even more flexibility because you are not restricted at any capacity, which is why we 
advocate for this during the holidays, right? The last thing you want to do, like you had mentioned, is like be sitting at your family dinner or your family meal on the holidays and be like thinking about the macros, thinking about the calories or anything such as that. Like it's important to just be present, enjoy the food that you're having, and also make mindful decisions in the moment. And I think we've both experienced for sure when you start to restrict and restrict and restrict, that restriction kind of leads up, leads up, leads up. And then you end up to this point and it doesn't matter how much discipline that you have or that you think you have, you get to this point because it's human nature where that restriction becomes too much. And, you know, we find that we're kind of going over the mark, if you will, like over consuming or, you know, having a disorder relationship with food or whatever it is, right? Within when you restrict for a long period of time. Yeah, 100%. And I love what you mentioned there because I know that you have probably been getting this question a lot of times too. It's like, okay, hey, this season is just going to be really hard because there's holiday work parties and there's Christmas parties and there's got togethers and cookie swaps, which we're hosting one this weekend. So like we totally get it too. And we want you guys to be able to experience these things fully. And that's why I think we get into this mindset of, okay, hey, I have a Christmas party Friday night. So I'm just going to like do my very, very best like Monday through Thursday so that I can be on the money there. But instead what you're doing yourself is actually setting yourself up for failure because you're telling yourself, okay, I can't have any cookies or any treats until Friday. And then all of a sudden that big plate of cookies is in front of you on Friday. And now instead of just having one or two, you want six or seven or eight because you've been telling yourself all week, no, I can't have this. I can't have this. I can't have this. So actually the very best thing that you can do for yourself, especially I tell people to do this all the time during like Halloween and during Christmas is like allowing yourself a little single, you know, bit. We do this. I We've done this for years now um, of a sweet treat every single day, right? Even if it's like one little piece of chocolate, one little, you know, I don't know, cup of ice cream, whatever it may be, allowing yourself to have that so that it's not like you're getting into this like, not even like binge, but like restrict binge cycle as far as like, okay, hey, I told myself I couldn't have this. Now all of a sudden it's in front of me and I have absolutely no control over it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you make a good point there too, where it's like, it doesn't have to be a full binge in order for it to be something that like can be improved. Like for an example, it doesn't have to be this thing with like binging. It's like you lose control and you don't remember. And it's like almost like you black out versus if you're just like over consuming, like I'll use your example with cookie swap and like we're gonna host that, which we're super excited for. So instead of having, you know, one or two cookies if you're restricting, 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 and you have like seven or eight, it's like, okay, there's a room, there's room for improvement there. Maybe we end up having a cookie a night, right? And some people that sounds really scary where it's like, well, you know, if I have a cookie at night, that's, you know, a lot of calories, X, Y, and Z. And really it's almost like exposure therapy where you like, you have the cookie, you enjoy the cookie, you listen to your hunger cues, you have it, you enjoy it, and you move on. And the more you're able to do that and the more you're able to see like, okay, I'm not getting body fat from the one cookie. I'm not, you know, getting bloated from the one cookie or whatever it may be, right? These preconceived notions that we have around certain foods that may be that you might consider bad or you might consider, you know, less nutrient dense. A lot of people have fears around these certain foods. The more you integrate them, the honestly less control they have over you and you're able to have them more often. I know for myself, this has been one of the biggest turning points within my fitness journey with good and bad foods, like incorporating them all the time was such a helpful thing for me. Yeah, I I completely agree, especially what you mentioned too, as far as like starting to take away that label of like good foods, bad foods, right? And it's like food truly is a fuel and looking at it as just that and not like, okay, hey, this is good, this is bad. And that's why a lot of times people are like, how can you have, I've had a bowl of candy sitting on my counter since Halloween because I didn't get as many trick-or-treaters as I thought. But like people are like, oh, how can you have that huge bowl of candy not just want to eat everything? And it's like, because I allow myself to have those treats when I want to. So it's not like this bowl of candy is sitting there tempting me. And that's where I want all my girls to be able to get to a point where it's like, 
hey, I can have sweet treats in the in the pantry or in the fridge and not feel the need to just like eat all of them at once. And that's like that ultimate moderation factor. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a cool place where we're at. And I know it's like definitely been a long time coming for both of us where we are in the place where there is such a healthy moderation and healthy balance that we have. And I think even both of us know like when we are able to have those sweet treats and just like not think about it. I know we're both so thankful to be in that place. And it definitely hasn't been easy for both of us. I think it's something that's definitely come over time and really practicing because there have been holidays where I know that we've both tracked or both like been pretty restrictive, right? On what we've been eating or have been really overthinking it or like just had holidays that have been I don't want to say taken from us, but like definitely impacted by fitness or macros or something along those lines. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I would say like really over the last like two or three years, we've really been able to find our balance with what intuitive eating looks like in the holidays and like really what's sustainable for us. Because I know for myself and I know for you as well. In, at this point in my life and at this point in my fitness journey, I'm always going to pick memories over macros, like no matter what. And to me, not tracking for, you know, two weeks, three weeks and making mindful decisions during the holiday season when there's a lot of events going on into the new year, like that's okay with me. And I'm more than happy to like not worry about hitting my macros and just focus on the memories if that stops my progress just a little bit. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think too, just like coming to terms with like, what do you value more, right? Do you value maybe the two pounds you'll drop within the next month or so? Or do you value all the memories that you're going to be able to make in the meantime, right? And that's when we have to be like extremely honest with ourselves. And yeah, unfortunately, there was a point in our lives and we we are saying this as well, not to like say we're better than anyone or anything like that because we have it figured out now because let me tell you, this shit took a long freaking time to learn, especially for us. And like Vanessa said, there were times where unfortunately macros and fitness made us, made it a little bit more negative for us in that, in that headspace. So with that, where was I going with that point? Um, basically what I'm trying to say is you don't have to earn your food, right? Especially to something that like irks me sometimes is like when people say like, oh wow, like I had this amazing like holiday meal, got, have to go chase a pump after. And it's like, you don't, yeah, you're probably going to get a great pump, but you don't have to, right? You don't have to earn your food by any means. You don't have to get in a workout before Thanksgiving morning or, or on Christmas day or anything along those lines, right? Again, this is going to be sustainable. Like if you just can't make it to the gym or you don't feel like getting in a workout, then don't, right? I think there's a very big difference of like, hey, I'm going to prioritize movement this day because I know I'm probably going to feel like shit if I just sit on the couch and eat all day versus like, oh my God, I have to get in a workout or else I can't eat anything. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that the mentality of like needing to burn off calories before you go eat them or anything such as that is definitely a disordered way of thinking. And I know that because I used to think that. So being able to just like go and enjoy your meal and not worry about like, you know, chasing the pump or burning calories or doing cardio or whatever and just being able to be present I think is so, so important. So I kind of do want to go into like what the day of looks like for you know, anybody that's celebrating any holiday for us, it's Christmas. So I kind of want to go into like what we do and what we recommend our clients do on the day of. Yeah, for sure. So we'll kind of go off like point by point. So number one is to stay hydrated, right? A lot of times we can actually mistake hunger for dehydration. So making sure that we're staying hydrated throughout the day, especially to if you are planning on drinking, if you are great have at it um, but definitely making sure that you're taking sips of like water and having cups of water in between your drinks right a good rule of thumb is like a cup of water for every alcoholic beverage that you have 
Yeah, for sure. I think hydration is a big one too, because like with especially having like higher sodium foods, especially if you're having like Christmas, you know, typically those foods are a little bit higher sodium, which is totally fine to enjoy those. But just making sure you're trying to stay hydrated, especially if you are drinking alcohol, which I know we both drink on the holidays in our family. So I think it's definitely important if you are like going to be having alcohol, especially depending on how much, just make sure you're staying hydrated. It's not something where you need to avoid the alcohol, but just making sure you're staying hydrated in between drinks and also being mindful of how much you have as well is always helpful. And another thing that I always recommend to my clients is like, hey, the last thing you want to do on the morning of Christmas, if you guys do like Christmas dinner, you don't want to be fasting or like eating very, very small amounts of food throughout the day. Keep on your same meals, keep the same protein, keep very similar meals. Like don't restrict carbohydrates or dietary fat or anything that your dinner might be high in. Like your dinner is probably going to be higher in calories and that's absolutely okay. You're not going to gain body fat from one meal, right? So the worst thing you can possibly do is restrict all day in terms of trying to compensate for the calories that you're going to have. And then you end up sitting down at, you know, seven o'clock for a Christmas dinner and you're absolutely ravenous. You can't listen to your hunger cues. You're eating really, really fast. You can't focus on being present in the moment. And then all of a sudden your stomach is distended. Your stomach hurts because you ate so fast and you ate so much because you were so, so hungry. So that's the last thing you want, right? What you want to make sure is that you're definitely prioritizing protein and you're definitely prioritizing like micronutrients and foods that make you feel good so that when you do sit for that meal, you're comfortably hungry, right? You don't want to be like on a scale of one to 10 to 10. And you also don't want to be like super, super full. Yep. A hundred percent to what you said. Like I could not agree more. I think the amount of times that I know that I have done that and you probably have done that too in the past, but you truly are setting yourself up for failure, right? You're going into it with that same mentality I was talking about before, like that binge restrict. Okay. Hey, I'm going to restrict all day and then I'm going to have a feast at night, right? Doesn't mean that you can't have, you know, a plate or two plates of food, but also to just being mindful, like setting yourself up for success for that day. Yeah, 100%. And I do want to talk about like workouts too. We touched on it a little bit earlier. And I think movement is something that we can definitely talk about. So like whether it's going for, you know, a quick walk or, you know, doing something with your family, if you guys like hike or whatever it is, if you guys are doing like a family activity or something, some people play football, I know on Thanksgiving, I think Christmas is a little bit too cold for that, at least in Connecticut, but whatever it looks like, right? Like just prioritizing movement in some way. I know some gyms are open. Like I know Arsons, the gym that we go to is open on Christmas. So if you want to go for a workout, sure, go for it. But don't sacrifice time with your family or time with your loved ones to work out. And I think that's the biggest point, right? Because there is some people that like, hey, maybe I know for us, Christmas Eve is a bigger holiday. So maybe we flip flop rest days. Maybe we take both rest days. Maybe we train both days, whatever it is, right? Just don't feel obligated to work out or move your body because you're eating foods that are out of your norm. And I think that's the biggest point. Don't miss out on family time or, you know, time with your loved ones because of the gym. That's my biggest takeaway. Yep, exactly what you said as far as like, just making sure that you're getting in some type of movement, whatever that may be for you. Hey, if your step goal is 10,000 steps and you are just busy running around with families and you only get like six or 7,000 steps, it's not going to be the end of the world. But I'm talking about like, if you get 900 steps a day, like, you know, like, come on, be like intentional about that movement and just doing things that make your body feel good, right? You know that you feel good when you prioritize water, when you get in that movement, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think there's a big difference between like the mindfulness, right? Like you can definitely be mindful in both ways. So like if you're sitting on the couch all day long eating like dozens and dozens of cookies, that's being mindful in a way where you're like kind of setting yourself up for maybe not a so successful day or week versus like, hey, getting a little bit of a walk-in and then having a like a protein and micronutrients 
nutrient-dense breakfast, and then going about your day, not really stressing about the calories and like the four Christmas cookies you ate after dinner, right? Like there's a big difference there in the approach and the mindset. And I know we're big, big on mindset. And I think if you're waking up on Christmas and you're thinking, this is my cheat day, this is once a year, I'm gonna go hard, I'm not gonna do anything then that's where we start to run into issues, right? So I think that even goes to like what the next day looks like. And it's like, okay, the next day, for an example, if you have leftovers, like eat the leftovers, right? It's not the end of the world if you have a Christmas cookie and it's not Christmas, you know? And I think it goes into like even getting a workout in. If you have plans the next day, if your family events like end up going for a few days, I know ours definitely do, don't feel like you have to get right back on to, on track the next day on December 26th or whatever. And I think that also goes into saying like, all the way leading up to New Year's Eve, you don't have to just say, screw it until New Year's Eve and be eating Christmas cookies only exclusively until Christmas Eve, right? Or New Year's Eve. I think there's a healthy balance. And I think that it definitely, logically thinking about it, finding that balance within your goals and your lifestyle, I think is a lot easier than people make it out to be. Yes, 100%. I also too completely agree with what you said as far as like mindset being everything. Like mindset is king here. And I think that's something that I definitely want to touch on because it can be so easy to fall into that trap of like starting to overthink and starting to stress yourself out and going into it with the notion of like, oh, this is my cheat day and things like that. But that is all mindset. And definitely that's why a lot of what we do is mindset work and working through that. Um, But what you kind of touched on there as well, too, is like, I don't like when coaches say like, oh, you have to throw out your leftovers for the next day. Like, you can't have leftovers. Like, I'm sorry, that's wasting money. And also, too, like, who doesn't want like good leftovers? But I think there's a big, big difference in kind of like what you mentioned in regards to like, okay, hey, am I going to have a week where I say screw it and I just eat whatever I want anytime I want? No. But also, too, like, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world if for lunch you have a little bit of some Christmas leftovers and if you have a cookie each day up until New Year's Eve if you want. Um, But yeah, that's kind of like where we're coming from as far as like really, really following that balance side of things. Yeah, I think that we're both such huge advocates for like the 80-20 rule. And I think the holidays are often marketed as like this big time of year where people need like, you know, all this accountability and all this work and all this help. And I think if you just take the approach that you take within your lifestyle, which for us, and I know a lot of our clients is 80-20 and you implement that into Christmas, And maybe, you know, maybe during Christmas time, it's more 60-40. And like, that's totally fine. If it's a week or two weeks or whatever of more 60-40, it's not going to derail the rest of your 80-20 year, right? Or 90-10 year or whatever. And I think that's something to really emphasize. Like, you cannot ruin all your progress in one day. I promise you. That's that's just like not possible. It's when that day turns into a week, turns into a month, turns into six. That's when we run into issues. So really take your 80-20 rule and just implement that within the holidays and implement that into every aspect of your life. And again, if it looks a little bit more balanced during this time of year, that's okay. Me too. It's definitely more balanced this time of year for myself and that's okay. And honestly, I look at the mem- I look at the memories and I look at this time of year over my macros. So Yeah. And a conversation that I've been having a lot of times too is like, people are like, well, I don't want to allow myself to say, give myself an excuse of like, oh, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. Yes and no. I think there's a time and a place, right? Like there's a time and a place to kind of lay down the hammer and be a little bit more stricter with your goals, but also to the holiday season, I don't think is one of them. As long as like we kind of talked about, you're not, you know, just, you're not absolutely blowing things in regards to macros and things like that. You're still being mindful. You're still making good decisions. If you have a few more cookies, a few more alcoholic drinks during the next two weeks, you're going to be okay. Like Vanessa said, you can't ruin all your progress in a day, a week. Yeah. hundred percent. And I find the two of the clients that are like mindful of that. And they're like, 
you know, I don't want to give myself that excuse of the holidays. They're never going to give themselves that excuse to like go balls to the wall. It's more so like those clients that I have that are like a little bit more nervous with the holidays. I actually encourage them almost to be like a little bit more flexible. I'm like, hey, like I want you to feel comfortable with these foods. If it's December, if it's, you know, April, if it's July, if it's September, like I want you to feel okay around cookies, okay around ice cream, okay around pie, whatever it is at all times of the year. So like, hey, I actually want you to be more flexible. I actually want you to go into this a day, like having a serving of pie or whatever. And it's so funny over the last few, I would probably say over this last year, how much my approach to coaching has changed, where it's like, I probably, you know, two years ago would be like, you know, track the pie, whatever, X, Y, Z. And now I'm like, I want you to just like go and enjoy the day. And like, honestly, if you have an extra slice of pie, I'm going to be so happy because you trust yourself around that food and you didn't have the whole pie. And it's something that I've come so far with in my own relationship with food, as well as my clients, where it's like, you can have your cake and eat it too. And it's been such a transformative thing. And I know that you definitely feel very similar. Yeah. And I love that saying, like, you can have your cake and eat it too, literally and figuratively, right? You can make strides towards your goals without having to compromise your favorite foods or anything along those lines. So we hope that you guys absolutely love this podcast. This is our first holiday podcast, which is like so crazy to think that we haven't even had this podcast for a full year, but we always appreciate everyone who shares and leaves reviews and comments. Like they do not go unnoticed. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you so much. And just in the holiday spirit, like we are so thankful for everybody that listens. And like Marissa said, like we really, really, really appreciate it. Everybody that shares or listens or likes, leaves a review. Thank you so, so much. And it's definitely something that we really appreciate. So thank you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. We are looking forward to next week's already. And I hope you guys have a great holiday season. We'll catch you guys next week.